pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's time for this week's Fighting Illini Army ROTC High School Prep Basketball Confidential Show here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Tonight's in-depth look at area high school basketball is powered by the Army ROTC at the University of Illinois, developing its students the skills they need to lead themselves and others to success. Now, here are your hosts, Colin Likas and Jim Rosso. Oh, happy Valentine's Day. No place I'd rather spend it than with Colin <laughs> Likas and Dave Leak in the that's uh, that's beautiful in the radio booth. <laughs> Actually, uh, looking forward to talking an hour's worth of basketball. How mm-hmm. about that? Girls basketball underway, the playoffs underway, boys right around the corner. Uh, Colin's got his game face on already. Yeah, we've got a big slate of girls basketball interviews later on in the show. A lot of uh, regional semifinals tonight. I'm actually going to hop over to one right after our mm-hmm. show goes off the air, going to uh, the rivalry game between Champaign Central and Centennial over at Combs Gym. The second time they've played this season, after they were supposed to play a second time earlier this season, but the weather screwed with it, so now they're getting to do it for real. Except this time, whoever loses doesn't get to play anymore, so pretty pretty high stakes. All right, pick up your print edition of the News Gazette tomorrow to see Robin Schulz's photos, mm-hmm. uh, Colin Likas' coverage. We were just in the newsroom with our, with our first two guests, mm-hmm. stars from Muhammad Seymour. If you're on Snapchat... Follow us at News Gazette. You'll get to see them with some behind-the-scenes action going on. They're yeah, good. Absolutely, they are. And uh, let's bring them in right now. There are uh, there are boys' basketball representation of this podcast. That's going to be a lot of girls' basketball. But we wanted to make sure we talked to the Muhammad Seymour boys' basketball players, Dayton Eisenman and Blake Walters, a senior and a junior for our Bulldogs team that is 15 and 13 on the season with one regular season game left. Guys, thanks for coming over and joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks for having us, sir. And uh, Dayton, I'll lead off with you since you're closest to me in the room right now. Just uh, 15 and 13, like I said, you guys have won four of your last five overall. Seems like we were talking before the show. It seems like this team is starting to hit its stride after uh, after guys got back from football, such as yourself. How are you guys feeling about the direction of the team right now? You know, this is really exciting to go into uh, this postseason here with a little bit of a momentum swing. We were struggling a little bit at the beginning of the year. It's kind of figuring it out, you know, getting everybody back mm-hmm. together. Um, Football guys coming in a little late off of uh, our, our deep playoff run. And then, uh, you know, now we're starting to all connect and kind of figure it out a little bit. It's been fun to watch. So yeah, And, and Blake, just as far as what has worked to get this group uh, trending in the right direction, I know, I'll ask you a little later on about a key player who returned for you guys about midseason. But beyond the return of said player, said six foot nine player, what about this team uh, has, has allowed you guys to kind of start clicking here and, and to see some uh, positive progress? Um, I think a lot of guys are kind of starting to fill their role a little bit better. Um, we're just getting a little bit better chemistry mm-hmm. all together out there on the court. Um, just uh, guys trying to support guys no matter what, no matter the situation. And, um, you know, just kind of clicking and uh, having better team chemistry all around. Now, Dayton, I talked about the football aspect of this. Obviously, a highly successful football season for this team, uh, winning first 11 games, making it to the Class uh, 5A quarterfinals. How much, I know not everybody on the team is a football player, but how much did that success, especially for you guys who were on the team, help out as far as just giving you the right mentality, the right mindset going into this basketball season? Yeah, I mean, and we've definitely talked about that. We've definitely thought about that a lot. It's a uh, it is a mentality, like you said. Um, it's a winning mentality. How we're going to take each practice, each game. How it's not just you know another opportunity. It is another opportunity to get better. It's not just another you know another day. Um, and we've had to look at it like that. It, I mean, it was a little hard to adjust to you know come back in after we were having so much fun. But I mean, we really turned things around. And I, I feel like um, we've kind of put our you know our foot forward and said we're gonna we're gonna win this together. We're gonna do this the way we did it for this fall and. Um, 
try to get as much done as we can. So. And, and Blake, looking at your guys' recent schedule, like I said, you've won four of your last five. And the two losses you guys have recently, uh, actually I should say the, the th- last three losses you have recently, are all pretty close games. It reminds me a lot of early in the season where you guys had this up-and-down start, but all your losses were like one or two points, very close games. How much did you guys learn from the early in the season where you got all these close games against quality opponents? And what did you guys learn about yourselves and take away that's allowed you to get, get better as the season's gone on? Um, I think a lot of those close games have uh, taught us mental toughness. Um, a lot of great situations where you got to know the time and score, and that's really helped us out. I think losing those games um, has really motivated us. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes that after the game locker room feeling where you come in after a loss and everybody's mad at each other. And I think uh, looking back at it, it's actually kind of propelled us forward and um, gives a, given us more, a little bit more motivation into um, – winning those close ones uh, later on. Now, Dayton, uh, it's kind of crazy to think about uh, that Ryan Bosch has been your guys' head coach for all of your guys' varsity lives at this point, and, and junior varsity for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I still I, I still feel like Chad Benedict was the coach two minutes ago, but Ryan's already been there for four years. Yeah. What has he helped bring to this program as well, and how has he helped progress uh, this program, keep it trending in the right direction after everything Coach Benedict did before him? Yeah, I, I think he learned – I mean, we all respect Coach Benedict, uh, you know, greatly. I think that he really learned how to um, c- continue controlling this 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 awesome thing we have going here at Muhammad. You know, and it's it's a culture. It's a um, it's it's a generational thing. Um, you know, my dad played at Muhammad basketball, and you know, it hasn't changed much. You know, just playing hard, doing what you got, giving what you got, and um, you know, Coach Bosch, he brings a lot of um, the mentality of. At the beginning of the season, how we kind of struggled off getting started, he goes, "Guys, it's about the process, not the result." And I think we we kind of kind of bought in on that saying. You know, we 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 really focused on the process, and then the results started coming to us, um, like he said it would, and uh, it's paying off now, and we've seen that. Talking with Dayton Eisman and Blake Walters of the Muhammad Seymour boys basketball team. And Blake, since I brought it up earlier, I'll ask you about it now. Uh, just getting Luke Kohler back in the lineup. I know this is a very balanced team, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Dayton about shortly. But just getting Luke back in the lineup, I mean, it's hard to replace a six foot nine guy in your lineup, an athlete uh, of that caliber. Uh, what has his return brought to this team as well? Um, obviously, it's brought um, a lot of better rebounding. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, he just adds a little bit of fire and um, mm-hmm. a little bit of swagger on the court. Um, it's it's fun playing with him, trying to feed him the ball. Um, we've had our ups and downs with him, mm-hmm. um, but I think we're trending in the right direction with him. And it's just like it's just way easier to uh, have just a big man in the middle out there, um, kind of controlling some things and pulling down those rebounds to look ahead. And and Dayton, looking at box scores every night, I'll, I'll see your name, I'll see Blake's name, I see so many different guys' names. It's it's not like there's just one guy who's doing everything for this team. There are eight, nine, ten guys who are, have to contribute each night for this team to to do what it's been doing. Uh, how important is that uh, to you guys to know that there you can rely on each other throughout the course of any given game? Right, and I think that's what it's 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 been coming down to. Um, like at the beginning of the season, we were just kind of you know a couple guys. We need them to score or else we're not going to win. And mm-hmm. now it's been like, well, we can all contribute and win. And I think that's tying back to our success right now. But, I mean, we every night we can give the ball to Q, he'll hit a three. We can give the ball to Wyatt, he can he can help bring the ball up to court. And that, that really helps us a lot because, you know, having us guards bring the ball sometimes, that, that's where the other team wants to pressure us. We give the ball to a big man, then we can just bring the ball right up to court. You know, it's, it's been pretty um, pretty convenient with all these guys that have all this ability. And uh, looking forward here, Blake, uh, like I mentioned before, one regular season game left. It's a big one, though. It's against Lincoln, an Apollo Conference game. You guys got to play them once earlier in the season. Pretty close game, 47-33 back in uh, early January. Just getting that particular matchup right before the postseason, how much does that motivate you guys as well? Because I know Lincoln's had a great season. You guys are having a good season. I imagine that that's a good test to get ready for the Class 3A playoffs for you guys. Yeah, of course. Lincoln's a... always a great team and especially this year they they've got a great record great team and it's just one of those where you just want it super badly and they came out um on our court and beat us um in a tough game and it just adds a lot of fire for us it's uh one that got a little bit chippy we all uh we all want this one badly and we're going to be motivated this week to put in the work and practice to uh hopefully come out victorious on that one
That's what happens with Apollo Conference opponents. You see each other too much, and it gets a little chippy sometimes. Yep. Yep. And uh, then looking even further forward, Dayton, you guys are going to be in a Class 3A regional, which you guys are hosting. Before we even talk about the opponent, just how much does that, or at least how much do you hope that will help that you guys get to host a regional, you don't have to travel, who knows how far away to go play in, in multiple games? Well, first of all, it's not going to be as late of nights. I'm not going to be <laughs> dead tired in the morning. But uh, second of all, our, our, our student section has been great this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and shout out to one of our captains of the student section, Brayton Hatchin. I mean, he's oh, been yeah. great. Uh, but, uh, no, like, I've had other teams come up to me and say, you guys, the student section was really intense. And um, it, it really it does help us. We get going on a little bit of a roll. It just helps us continue, and it's hard to stop us when we got them behind us. So, And, uh, and, and Blake, uh, your opponent, you already know who your opponent's going to be in the, the first uh, first game in the regional semifinal. is going to be Danville. You guys have played uh, – you haven't played Danville yet this season, but you've played a lot of big 12 teams in the same conference as Danville. So you, you played Centennial. You beat them in that triple overtime thriller to start the season. You played Normal Community and Normal West recently. How well prepared do you guys feel like you are for a team of Danville's caliber? Um, well, the Big 12 obviously is super great uh, conference – in Illinois, and um, I think playing teams like Normal Community, obviously they're having an amazing season. Um, it, it's, it tested us, and I think um, it was a good test for, to prepare us for a team like Danville. Um, you never know. like They don't have the greatest record, but teams like that are um, can get super hot. Mm-hmm. You never know. we got to come out like we're playing the best team in the state of Illinois no matter what. And... Um, yeah, any team can be any other team uh, any night. So we just got to come out um, on fire and prepared. Dayton Eisenman and Blake Walters of the Muhammad Seymour Boys basketball team. You can catch them on Thursday night when they travel to Lincoln at 7.30 for an Apollo Conference game. Guys, thanks again for making the short trip over, and uh, good luck with the rest of the season. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And we'll go ahead and take our first commercial break here on the U of I ROTC Prep Basketball Radio Show. When we come back, we'll dive into a little bit of girls basketball postseason previewing, talking with Oakwood girls basketball coach Stephanie Marsh. This week's Fighting Illini Army ROTC High School Prep Basketball Confidential continues now on News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. 6.13, Jim Ross, O'Connell, like it's Dave Leak. Great to hear from the Bulldogs. Uh, Blake uh, Walters is a baseball star, right? Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's committed to Purdue, your neck of the woods, Colin. That's right. To yeah. pitch for the Boilermakers. There's been a couple area kids play for the Boilers, baseball-wise. Yeah. Purdue, uh, Purdue baseball got a pretty good program, and uh, yeah, they're getting a good one in Blake Walters. I'm looking forward to seeing him on the baseball diamond, but not before we uh, see what they can do on the basketball court later this season. I love having these kids come in uh, to the studio. They mm-hmm. We have as much fun as they do. These kids are <laughs> naturals yes. uh, nowadays, and uh, they get a tour of the newsroom. They they got to see how the sports page was looking so far tonight, mm-hmm. Colin. So, yep. uh, again, thanks to everybody who's made the trip to Fox Drive to uh, to help entertain us. Yeah, I think it, uh, you know just the way that uh, athletes are exposed to, to different media these days and, and the way athletics are covered these days, not just high school, but you know college and professionally, I think they get used to having these interactions with people and seeing how, how other kids you know interact with the media and they're just natural talkers. I, I know a lot of parents when they come in here for the faces of, of any mm-hmm. season's photo shoot, and they watch their kids do these radio promos that we play on the radio, they, they say, man, if I had done this when I was in high school, it would have been terrible. I would have been stumbling uh, all over my words. I mean, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Well, that's great as the uh, mask mandates are lifted and we get to mm-hmm. engage a little more like we used to back in the day. We'll have even more guests. Absolutely. We're going to be joined now by a guest who I spoke with earlier today, Oakwood girls basketball coach Stephanie Marsh. Her team is going to be opening up postseason play this evening against a familiar opponent in the Bismarck-Henning-Rossville-Alvin Blue Devils. Excuse me, as part of a Class 2A regional. Caught up with Coach Marsh and chatted a little bit about how the team's looking and the postseason prospects for the second-seeded team. Let's take a listen. Glad to be joined now on the U of I ROTC Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show by Stephanie Marsh, coach of the Oakwood Girls Basketball Team. That's going to be taking on Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin tonight in a regional semifinal game in Class 2A. Stephanie, thanks so much for being part of the show tonight. Thank you for having me. And uh, getting ready for this postseason, first of all, just uh, for you as a coach and for this group of kids, especially the ones who are, you know, seniors and juniors, what does it mean just to have this opportunity to prepare for a postseason game again after what happened last season with the COVID season? 
Oh, it's great to, you know, have, have postseason back last year. I feel like everybody kind of just got cut short of everything. So it's nice to get some little bit of normalcy back this year. And going in with a number two seed in the postseason, I know you guys have played a pretty tough schedule. Obviously, the Vermilion Valley Conference is always a challenging uh, league to play in. But were you expecting a two seed for this group? And uh, how excited are these girls to have uh, this opportunity? Um, you know, if you would ask me at the beginning of the season, um, if I thought we would be a two seed going in, I would have said you're crazy. Um, but, you know, we had a rough start to our season. We, we do play a really tough um, non-conference schedule as well. Um, but our team is really starting to click together when we need it to. Um, so here since about January, we've really come together, started playing well. Um, and since then, you know, I, I've told the girls before the seeding happened that I think we could get the two seed. Um, it, w- it was a little bit of a stretch, obviously, but um, I told them, you know, if we played to our full potential, I think that was definitely something we could do. And we did that. So that's just um, a good setup for us going into this regional. I think they are really excited. Um, like I said, at the beginning of the year, I think we were all kind of thinking this was just a long shot, and um, we've really come together and started playing well. So I think uh, me and the girls are very, very excited to see what we can do in this regional. And just looking at you guys coming together, like you, you've told me earlier on uh, that uh, there was COVID issues early in the season, of course, and it just takes time for a team to mesh when when you can't be together early in the season. For you, was there a specific turning point where you started to realize, I know you said in the month of January the team started playing better, but specific turning point where you started to realize, yes, this team is coming together in a way that, that we could have some success in the second half of the season? Um, well, like I said, I, I think we played a really tough schedule at the beginning of the season and with the COVID issues, and we also had two starters out with injuries. Um, I think it was just really hard uh, mentally on the rest of the girls as well um, and with us just playing those tough teams. So I think, you know, after after Christmas break, our schedule got um, a little easier, not that we were playing super easy teams all the time, but um, our conference um, and non-conference games did, did get a little easier. And so I think once getting everybody back, getting healthy and kind of getting their confidence up, they realize how well they can play together. And looking at something like the Vermilion County Tournament as well in the month of January, where I know you guys didn't come out on the winning end of the whole event, but how much does an event like that prepare you for the postseason as well, especially considering, you know, you're going to be seeing a rival very soon here in Bismarck Henning? Yeah, um, I think that was a huge help for us. Um, Again, not just the winning-wise. I know we didn't win the whole thing, obviously. Um, but I just think for the girls' confidence, I think, is a huge thing. Um, and we just we played really well in that tournament. So I think it was good for them to get a little confidence boost, and it was good for me to see some things in them that um, I knew was there. We just hadn't quite seen it yet. So we've just been building off of that. Talking with Oakwood girls basketball coach Stephanie Marsh and highlighting some of these players who – we've kind of referred to as just really gelling together at the right time here in the month of January and February. Uh, obviously, Eddie Wright is the one who, who stands out as the, the larger-than-life presence on this team because she is your, your host presence, uh, the one who, you know, has kind of come in after Caitlin Young got to play alongside her for a year, of course. You and I have talked about this before, but what development have you seen in Addie as this season has gone on as a, as a post presence both offensively and defensively? I think she's come a long way. Like I said, I think her getting to play with Kate for a year obviously helped. Um, I know she plays a lot of travel ball, and, um, you know, I'm constantly on her in practice and things like that, trying to make her better. Um, and I think even from the start of the season to where she is now, we've seen a huge leap. Um, she's really come a long way. Um, I know I can't always get her the breaks that I need, and she is she has found a way to get in better shape to hang in there when we need her. Um, so, yeah, she's she's really come a long way this year. As far as your guard play around her, uh, we'll talk about quite a few guards here, but I want to lead off with Carson Ruff and Ashlyn Pinnock, two girls who it seems like any given night have the potential to lead this team in scoring. Uh, it just seems like the, based on the score sheets, their confidence has grown and grown as this season has gone on. Uh, what have you seen from those two? Yeah, those two have been a tremendous help to us. And, you know, again, I, I say the confidence in the girls is huge. Um, and coaching girls over, over the past seven years or so, I mean, that's a big part of it is just getting them mentally ready and getting them to understand that they can do it. And, um, yeah, Ashlyn and Carson have really come a long way, and it helps our team a lot knowing that 
like you said, on any given night that either one of those could be our leading scorers. And I think it makes it really hard for teams to defend us as well because they can't just focus in on one or two key players when really um, we have a lot of girls that could, could do good things for us on the offensive end. And some of those other girls that you mentioned, Kaylee Tson and Jada Aerosmith, among others, also talk about them and just what you've seen from them as well. I know uh, they're they're probably not going to lead the team in scoring most nights, but they have put up some contributions that really helped separate you guys in, in some close games during BBC play. Absolutely. Kaylee, um, we focus her more on the defensive end, um, but she is absolutely able to knock down a shot when we need her to. Um, I usually I count on her to get to the free throw line, um, so that's good. And then Jada, obviously, is our point guard, um, so we don't usually expect a bunch of scoring from her. However, she's been doing a really good job getting to the basket um, and contributing offensively as well. Looking ahead to the regional then, obviously, tonight against Bismarck heading Rossville Alvin, a team you, you guys are very familiar with, a coach you're very familiar with, and Mike Stevens good post presence for the Blue Devils as well and Sophia Rome. Uh, just how do you like this matchup for your team, and what is it like playing a team you're so familiar with in a win-or-go-home regional game? You know, I've got mixed feelings about it. Um, it's it's nice to – it is nice in a sense to play somebody that we kind of know as our first game for regional. I know they played on Saturday, um, but it's hard to go into a regional with an unknown uh, going against an opponent that you haven't seen or heard about um, all season long. So in that sense, it's great. Um, I am actually really excited to play them. You know, we split with them this year. Um, we beat them in our conference game. However, um, they beat us in their tournament at Bismarck over Christmas break. So I'm excited to um, get the tiebreaker tonight. And then just looking at the regional as a whole, obviously you can't overlook this game against Bismarck by any means, but just looking at the, the bigger picture, you also have Paxton, Buckley, Loda, and Hoopston area, the latter another VVC rival there. But just looking at this, this group of teams seemingly pretty evenly matched across the board, what would it mean to you and this group of girls if you're able to buy for that regional championship and ultimately get a regional championship and keep this season going a little longer? Oh, it would be unbelievable. You know, I told the girls, like I said from the beginning, you know, we weren't we weren't quite seeing it at the beginning of the season. We weren't seeing our full potential. Um, and then just practicing and coming together, we really started to see the light. And, you know, I told them that this regional was kind of like a gift for us. We are we are set up really well. Um, and it's been, I think, five years since we won a regional. So this would just be really good to bring one home this year. Stephanie Marsh, Oakwood girls basketball coach. You can catch her team tonight in Class 2A regional play against Bismarck and Rossville Alvin. Stephanie, thanks again for being part of the show, and good luck to you and the girls tonight and the rest of the postseason. Thank you. Good to hear from Coach Stephanie Marsh of the Oakwood girls basketball program. They are part of the Class 2A Paxton-Buckley-Loda Regional, which is certainly one of the more interesting girls regionals locally. Nobody entered that tournament with an above 500 record, but that doesn't mean there are only under 500 teams in there, at least as far as their actual play. There's definitely some tough scheduling that goes into that mix, and I think there's some teams there that are better than their records indicate, and I would say Oakwood is one of them, so watch out for the Comets here in the postseason. Strange to see the girls' playoffs and uh, soon-to-be boys' playoffs start on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. When did that start? Yeah, it's a new new setup this year where uh, the the better-seeded team hosts the regional quarterfinals, so not everybody's having to travel to a regional host two or three times. Uh, saves people some gas, certainly, but I know there's also people who don't like that uh, that weekend start time. It definitely puts some more eyes on things, though. You're out of classes. The kids, mm-hmm. in theory, won't be as tired. You can dictate your game time a little better. We were, we were seeing start times from 1 until 7.30 p.m. last Saturday for the girls' regional quarterfinals, so I think it's okay. All right. Well, uh, Oakwood uh, did not make the top ten, I understand. Is they that did right? Not. They did not. All right. I'm a little offended by that. You're offended you, you invite the on co- behalf of them? <laughs> you invite the coach on and say you're not on the top ten. Well, I didn't tell her that your team was not on the top ten. However, I think if Oakwood wins a regional, there definitely is an argument to be made that they can be part of the next top ten. But let's go ahead and dive into that girls' basketball top ten for this week. Starting with the number 10 team, the Prairie Central Hawks, who are 22 and 8 on the season, and they're going to be facing Hersher tonight in a regional semifinal in Class 2A. Our number 9 team, it's the Ridgeview Mustangs, who are 21 and 8. They're going to be facing Cisna Park tonight in a Class 1A regional semifinal over in Colfax. 
our number eight team. It's the Watsika Warriors. Watsika going to be playing Kankakee Grace Christian in a 6 p.m. tip tonight in the Class 1A Watsika Regional Semifinals. I sense the trend here, Colin. Most of these teams in the top ten I'm looking at are far, far away from Champaign. They are. It's, What's it's, up with that? It's just been the way the, the season's worked out so far, but you never know come postseason time who could get hot. we got Central Centennial tonight. One of those teams goes on a run. You never know. Uh, our number seven team this week, it's the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans, who are closer to Champaign. They are 21-7. and seven. They are taking on Clifton Central tonight in a Class 2A regional semifinal game. Our number six team is the Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond Knights. The Knights have been dealing with some injury issues lately. They are going to be in a tough matchup tonight against a coach we'll hear from soon in the Unity Rockets. They are facing Unity at 7.30 this evening. You'll read in tomorrow's News Gazette, good news for the Knights. They uh, Their senior trip, Washington, D.C., which they've taken 66 times, is back on after wow. a two-year break. 66 times. Seniors are fired up about that. Uh, they bust there every year, I'd mm-hmm. imagine, right? Yep, wow, they that's love crazy. It. Our number six team this week, I'm sorry, our number five team this week is the Clinton Maroons. Clinton is 26-5 and on the season. They are going to be facing Warrensburg-Latham. They're one of the few teams in the area playing on Tuesday instead of tonight, so they have a regional semifinal on Tuesday. Our number four team this week is the Tuscola Warriors. Tuscola currently sitting at, if I could scroll properly, 22-6 and on the season. They are going to be playing on Tuesday as well in a regional semifinal against Okaw Valley in Class 1A. All right, the Warriors have the cover of Friday's High School Confidential. If you're a Tuscola fan, pick up that print edition. You'll see a giant picture of the student section at the boys game last Friday night. And I bet that was a, that was a rock Great. of student section Great. for a double overtime thriller. Yeah. Our number three team this week is the Salt Fork Sorm. Salt Fork is 23-5 and on the season, and they are going to be opening the postseason on Tuesday against Central A&M in a Class 1A regional semifinal. Our number two team this week is the Tri-County Titans. Tri-County is 25-3 and and opening the postseason tonight against Georgetown Ridge Farm in a Class 1A regional semifinal. Shout-out to Georgetown Ridge Farm, by the way. Ten wins, first playoff win in who knows how long on uh, Saturday against Villa Grove, so congrats to the Buffaloes. Our number one team this week, you just heard from the boys' side of things, it's the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs. Muhammad Seymour sitting at 26-4 and four on the season. They begin the playoffs tonight against Rantoul in a Class 3A regional semifinal. Congratulations again to Kayla Kerner. She was our UIROTC Athlete of the Week. She was in the paper on Friday. Hope mm-hmm. you had a chance to see that. And uh, later in the show, we got another Athlete of the Week. Should I give some t- uh, hints, Go Colin? ahead. All right. From Champaign County and a girl? Okay, I don't know. <laughs> but Champaign County is correct. Right. I'm, I'm just guessing, along with the rest of the audience. Actually, you know what? I just don't know how to read. Okay. <laughs> I don't even remember what I wrote earlier today, apparently. Yes, Jim's hints were correct. Champaign County and a girl. I, I apparently am flashing back to last week for some reason. All right, tell you what, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with uh, Colin's talk with uh, Dave Ellers after uh, this break. You're listening to the U of I Army ROTC High School Prep Basketball Confidential Show on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Six thirty-one. we always appreciate the fine production work of Dave Leak, the pride of Decatur. Dave laughs at, at your at your Got a son who was a baller here in town, was an all-area kid, right? That's Back right. Back in the day, if I remember right. Yeah, he, he played right. uh, played a little baseball at Centennial yeah. and at Parkland. All right. See, I knew that. Got to get a plug-in <laughs> for the kid, right? Uh, uh, the Brad Underwood show uh, follows us at 70s at uh, Papa Dell's. I think that's our next step, Colin, is to bring food into the equation. Okay. Here I, like the, that. I like uh, that right. idea. We'll see how good Dave is and see if he can help us out. Sounds like a plan. All get right. that, that big newspaper budget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and jump into our next interview segment here on the show. As uh, Jim alluded to before the break, Unity Girls basketball coach Dave Ellers and I had a chat earlier today. His team currently preparing for tonight's Class 2A Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond Regional Semifinal against the host Knights in what should be a really, really good game, for, especially for a semifinal. But I caught up with Coach Ellers, who talked to me about his team's 21-8 and record to this point and their postseason prospects. Glad to be joined now on the U of I ROTC Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show by Dave Ellers, coach of the Unity Girls Basketball Program that will be playing in a Class 2A regional semifinal tonight against Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond. Dave, thanks so much for being part of the show this evening. Yes, no problem. And you guys started off your postseason on Saturday, actually, getting a win over Sullivan in a regional quarterfinal game. Very close game, a 5-10 seed matchup. You know, if nobody knew anything about the teams, they'd probably just assume you guys roll through that. But 
that game shows that the postseason is no cakewalk and that the numbers don't tell you everything. I, I imagine that was a good test to get your team started for this postseason. Yes, I agree. I mean, I was uh, I was completely worried about that game. I thought, you know, I've seen a little bit of film on them or whatever. I know uh, the coach, how she does a great job coaching down there at Sullivan. She's kind of rebuilt that. Um, she lost, I think, four four seniors from last year's team. And uh, I told I told the kids, uh, I thought that, you know, by the end of the year, those those kids that she had are, have improved a whole bunch. And I, I knew it was going to be a tough game on that portion of it. And uh, fortunately, we come out on the on the good side of it. It's obviously a different setup than in the past as far as the regional quarterfinals, uh, the, the better-seeded team getting to host instead of, you know, you guys having to travel to the regional host school to play. How much do you think that also helped out, uh, especially as that game wound down, just the girls being on their, their home facility and uh, not having to travel and things of that nature? I, I thought it was a big plus for us. I thought that uh, this the crowd we had. We had a great crowd there for the game. And uh, even though we had to play in the high school due to the uh, – uh, eighth grade state tournament at the Rocket Center. I mean, I still thought that uh, we practiced there quite a bit. We practiced there last week a few days. So um, I think that made a big uh, advantage for us. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this regional bracket here momentarily, but uh, a five seed for your group of girls. I know it's just a very challenging sectional overall. I mean, how did you feel about the five seed for this group of kids and, and how did they respond to it as well? I mean, I thought the a five seed was uh, very fair for us. I mean, uh, with uh, Pena, who's 30-1, and one. then you have Paris, who was a 2 seed, 25-4, and four. Uh, then Clinton was a 3, 26-5, uh, and five. and then uh, Arthur Levington, Atwood Hammond, the 4 at 25-5. and five. Uh, Both uh, we, we got beat by both Clinton and Arthur Levington uh, earlier in the year, so I thought it was very fair, even though we had, uh, when the seed went on, had um, 19 wins at that time, and now we're up to 21. How have you felt about the direction this team has headed as the season's gone on as well? I know, like you, you just told me, you played two teams who were seated ahead of you in this sectional, and I know there's plenty of challenging games in the Illini Prairie Conference as well. You guys should be pretty battle-tested going into this season, and you're you're carrying a very good win-loss record. Yes, I agree. I mean, I think uh, the teams we played in that, St. Joe, who's the number one seed, um, Bloomington Central Catholics up there, Prairie Central, um, Olympia, I think Olympia is a two or three seed also. So, um, you know, I can say battle-tested, um, played some good teams, some other good teams on um, in, the sh- in the shootout or so. So um, I, th- I think we're ready to play. Uh, looking forward to this evening. Talking with Unity Girls basketball coach Dave Ellers and highlighting some of these girls. Uh, it, it's a different team, a different makeup uh, of a team than the, the regional championship you guys won just before the pandemic. Uh, led by Elise Knudsen. Uh, this team just uh, doesn't seem to have one girl who you'd say, yeah, she's going to lead the team in scoring or lead the team in some statistic each night. Just uh, that balance, I imagine, has served your team pretty well over the course of the season. How have you felt about it? Oh, I agree. Uh, I've talked to a couple of coaches. They said, man, your team's hard to scout because we don't know which girl's going to step up each night. And I think that makes a makes a plus for us. Uh, one night, you know, it'll be this person. We do have three kids that were, were on that um, regional championship team, uh, Taylor Henry, uh, Maddie Reed, and Lauren Miller. So those they played quite a bit in that regional championship game and in that regional. And I kind of explained to them the same situation we have going here. We weren't we were a low seed in that in that regional also and and uh if you you know play we play a good, very, very good uh Arthur Levington Atwood Hammond team and then we'll we be fortunate enough to win that game we'd uh, uh play the winner of uh Pena, who's an outstanding team, and also Monticello, who we just uh, just defeated a week or so ago. So it's you can see that, like you say, how tough this uh, this regional is. Well, you mentioned those three girls who were part of that regional championship team back in 2020: uh, Taylor Taylor Henry, Maddie Reed, and Lauren Miller. Uh, what have you seen from them throughout the course of the season as far as their progression as players? I know all three. Uh, very capable multi-sport athletes, and just how have you felt they've contributed to what this team has accomplished this season? I think I think they've uh, they've been great leaders. Um, like the two captains of the seniors, um, Taylor Handler and Maddie Reed, and uh, they've been great leaders, whatever on and off the floor. Uh, Lauren has stepped up. Um, she's kind of played some point guard, and it's also played some uh, the two guard or whatever, um, whatever we need. And um, those those kids have really improved. I think the they're winners, like you say, in other sports. I mean, in uh, volleyball, um, in softball, and Lauren runs track, runs you know runs track and was at the state meet there. So those kids are winners with the if you put in there with uh, 
Reagan Stringer, who's cross country, was on the cross country state championship team, and Katie Moore, who was um, on the volleyball team. So those kids win, like you say, and do multi sports and win at each sport they they, they compete in. Yeah, Katie Moore providing a lot of just intangibles for this team, a lot of statistics beyond the points, and Reagan has been piling up the points as well. And one other girl I wanted to make mention of is another one of your seniors, Erica Steinman, who usually is leading the team in scoring, but seems like uh, an option who, especially if you get in a close game here in the postseason, I imagine she she might be one you look to for a, for a clutch shot down the stretch or a clutch rebound, something of that nature. Exactly right. I mean, Erica's done a good job. Uh, She's come off the bench here. Uh, I know I was just looking at the stats from uh, last time we played Arthur Levington, and she uh, stepped up, and she had uh, she had seven points in that game. So um, just the little things like that, like you say, each, each night a different person is, is going to step up, and um, so that makes it a little tougher for them to decide who they're going to, you know, put a little pressure on or so defensive-wise. Now looking at this regional semifinal matchup, like you've mentioned before, you guys already faced Arthur Levington at Wood Hammond. Uh, team's a little bit uh, a little bit banged up compared to probably what they were earlier on when you faced them the season, but still uh, a trying matchup to be sure. What are some of the keys to this game in your mind? Uh, I think a l- little bit as we have to handle their pressure a little bit. Um, they have a nice uh, uh, one-two-two press or whatever. We've got to handle that press- pressure a little bit on that portion of it. And then th- this beach scrappy. Those they're they're a really a aggressive team, um, well coached. Um, I can, you know, that, 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 see down that point. Uh, looks like they shoot free throws pretty well. So I think that, you know, we just got to um, cut down the turnovers and, and uh, hope we can put the ball in the basket tonight. And looking at just Unity High School as a whole right now with the athletics, uh, the football team obviously made a run to state. Volleyball team, very successful season. Your girls' cross-country team is a reigning state champion. The wrestling team is, is flying high right now, and that's not even talking about the stuff that's coming in the spring led by the softball program. It just seems like the confidence is just oozing out of unity athletics as a whole right now. Uh, how much do you see that rub off onto this group of girls you've got uh, as they roll into regional play here? Uh, very, very confident. I think the girls know, you know, like I say, they've been there before, um, played in that regional championship, played uh, in the state tournament or, or ran track or cross country in, in the state meet or whatever. Um, it's just, you know, they breed confidence. And then, like you say, with everything else going on, um, I mean, the with the wrestling or whatever at this time or whatever, and, and boys basketball also with a, a, a really a good season or whatever. They just they kind of breed with, you know, kind of go with each other a portion of that part of it. Dave Ellers, Unity Girls Basketball Coach. You can catch his girls tonight in Arthur against the host Arthur Lovington at Hammond Knights in a regional semifinal. Dave, thanks again for being part of the show, and good luck to you and the girls tonight and moving forward this season. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks to D. I almost said Dave Ellers, <laughs> Dave Ellers, for joining us on the show tonight, Unity Girls basketball coach. As I said, his team is going to be taking on Arthur Lovington at Wood Hammond in what should be a really intriguing regional uh, semifinal game. Just a really tough sectional draw for Unity and Arthur. you got Pena, Paris, and Clinton, all, and Monticello also in that sectional. Uh, those are all teams that have won at least 18 games apiece. So uh, there's no joking around this time in the season. Read all about it in uh, tomorrow's News Gazette, full page of uh, high school coverage. Thank you, Colin, for uh, keeping that going. Trying my best. All right. Hey, when we come back uh, from our next break, we're going to hear from uh, one of my favorites, Pancho Moore. Big game tonight. <laughs> we'll see how fired up he is. This week's Fighting Illini Army ROTC High School Prep Basketball Confidential continues now on News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Looking forward to our next uh, Faces photo shoot coming up in about a week or so, a little more than that. Faces of the spring. Uh, looking forward to a bunch of kids coming in and doing radio spots again. Yep, end of the month. Baseball, softball, girls' soccer, track and field, and boys' tennis athletes from mm. across the area will be pouring into the studio at pre-assigned times throughout the day. and. I'm sure they're going to be looking forward to the uh, radio spots. I'm sure some of them are aware of them because they probably did photos during either Faces of Fall or Faces mm-hmm. of Winter, and some of them will be totally surprised. All right, we got some basketball left, though. we got plenty of basketball left right now. we got plenty of winter sports left in general. But let's focus on the basketball, specifically the upcoming Champaign Central Centennial game tonight over at Combs Gymnasium in a Class 3A regional semifinal game. I caught up earlier today with Maroons coach Poncho Moore, whose team holds the better seed over the Chargers and is 13-12 and 12 entering this game. 
He shared his thoughts on the matchup and more. Glad to be joined now on the U of I ROTC Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show by Poncho Moore, coach of the Champaign Central Girls Basketball Program that will be taking on rival Centennial tonight in a Class 3A regional semifinal game. Poncho, thanks for being part of our show this evening. No problem. Excited to be here, Colin. Thank you. And uh, getting this opportunity to not only play in a regional semifinal game, but also host a regional semifinal game, also play against a rival in a regional semifinal game. I mean, we'll dive into the matchup a little bit more later <laughs> on, but just how exciting is all of this for, for the girls, especially considering how last season ended without a postseason at all? Uh, I'm very excited for this. Uh, I know the girls are. You know, we, we we're trying to get back to normal, as everyone continues to say. Uh, so, you know, you're happy for this part. You're you're excited about the upcoming three-point contest this week and just, just things being uh, – a competition again and actually seeing how far you can really go and what you what you uh accomplished this season so you really pushed your team and if we're really ready so i'm excited for this evening who will be representing the maroons in the three-point shootout uh i know Addie mcleod and uh hadn't really thought about it yet i usually try to go with my seniors and if not i may have a freshman in there this year so we'll we'll see how it goes but uh it's up in the air right now but uh yeah it should be a fun one Oh, worst case, you got uh, Addie McLeod in there, and you know, usually uh, I, I jump into the players a little later on in the interview, but since you brought her up, let's just jump into some of your athletes right now, and uh, Addie obviously is a very, very talented, very special athlete, not just shooting the ball as a three-point shot, but in, in many other ways as well, and uh, you got a lot of leaders on this team, I feel like, but she's certainly one that stands out. Uh, yes, sir. You know, we're excited about uh, each and every one of them, and uh, each one, as you said, has their own uh, skill set, and they bring something special to the team. And you just hope that um, as these things go, everybody can bring it all together at the same time and uh, form a little power fist, and we kind of do something special. With Addie specifically, you know, she talked to me recently about how, you know, she, she contracted COVID-19, dealt with some unforeseen side effects from it, but now she's battled back and playing as well as she ever has for Central. I mean, as a coach, how rewarding is that for you to see her battle through adversity like that and be such a big contributor for this team right now? It's great. You always want um, the kids to be there uh, at full strength, and you want to see them doing the best that they possibly can because that's all you ask for is uh, did you do your best. Um, so to be healthy um, going into this time of season is, is a great thing. Like I said, we we did deal with that adversity as a team and her specifically, um, and we've all started to battle back, and it's just hopefully the right time where everybody can just be healthy and come together, and I think we we may uh you know turn a corner here. Who knows? Well, you mentioned your senior class. I wanted to focus in on one senior in particular because you don't have a ton of upperclassmen this year, but Kinsley Stillman, not one who's usually going to crack the top of the score sheet, but I've, I've noticed watching her play, the intangible she brings, the grit she brings down in the paint. That's something I imagine is going to serve your team pretty well here in the postseason. Absolutely. She's the heartbeat. Um, and as you said, doesn't get a lot of recognition because if you don't show up in the the point total, you usually don't make the paper. And she said, you know, that's one of those things that she's like, I actually wish I scored, you know, because then every everybody asks me, uh, how many points did you score? It's like, ask me how many rebounds I had, how many blocks and things like that. So she prides herself on that part. Um, and we absolutely need that. That's a huge piece for us. That's, that's kind of our identity is we're a defensive oriented team. Um, and we go as, you know, kind of as she goes. And just looking at the rest of this roster, uh, two other girls I wanted to highlight here, uh, junior Nevaeh Essien and then uh, a sophomore Braylon Alexander, both offering pretty significant contributions to this team down the stretch as well. What have you seen from those two girls as far as their development throughout the course of the regular season? Uh, Vaya's come a long way. Um, it's just, it's understanding who she is and how powerful she can be and just, just going in and battling. It's, uh, it's a mindset really with a lot of these kids. And when they, they determine and understand fully their full potential and start to see just little glimpses and then they start to take advantage, it's huge. And, uh, I think these last couple games, especially kind of, um, woke her up to some things and it's just, I think she's ready to kind of just put that foot forward and just kind of show a different side of her that we haven't even seen all season. So I'm excited about that. Um, and then as far as Braylon goes, that's just a player that you just, you can't uh, overlook. A lot of teams, you know, may bypass her and things like that because they don't know her because she's like you said, uh, not like Addie where she's always in the stat sheets. 
Um, but defensively, offensively, you kind of get a two-way player that can just attack the glass, um, attack the basket, um, and it's a beautiful thing. Like I said, right now, kind of everybody getting on that same page um, for hopefully, you know, a game or two this week. Uh, we'll see how it goes. And looking at your guys' schedule to lead up to the regional, uh, plenty of tough competition you guys have faced this season. You loaded it up in non-conference, and obviously <laughs> the Big 12 is a is an animal in its own right. And uh, with you guys hovering right around, you know, 500 for most of the season, a little bit above 500, are, are you maybe kind of hoping some, some teams in the postseason overlook you a little bit? You can sneak up on some teams and uh, show what Champion Central Basketball is all about here? Always, always. That's always the game plan. And I honestly don't look at our record. Again, as you said, we played some really, really, really tough teams. And, uh, you know, I'm excited because I saw where we were in the beginning uh, leading up to that December 20th game. And then, you know, when we went and we came back from break and we didn't have any practices and things, and I saw where we were and how we built back up to, to a certain level. And I'm just kind of excited to see what they can do tonight. I'm excited to see if they can, you know, uh, just gel and just pull it all together for a couple games. Um, So that's pretty much it. I think that we are going to be overlooked because of the record, because of some of the losses that we had. But I actually wouldn't overlook anybody on this team. I wouldn't overlook this team as a whole uh, just because they bust their butts and just they're they're willing to work and run through a wall. So you can never put that – out you never count that out so it's just that hard work and that just belief that you can just uh win and then we're looking at the regional here which first of all just you guys being able to host these games uh, how much does that help this group of girls as well because i know there's plenty of teams in our area that are going to be making some lengthy trips in order to just play one two three games well, you know, we're excited about that. I, my first year was the only year that we were able to host, uh, so this is a good year. It's a good team that we have, so we're excited to have that home court advantage, uh, even though we'll be the away team if we make it to the uh, the finals. So, uh, you know, I, we're just excited to be there and hopefully have a few fans that come out and cheer us on. It's a lot harder to get that, um, you know, for us when we go to other places. Now, some teams, they have a huge following, so, you know, they'll come with them. Um, but for us, uh, our following is at, at home. So hopefully, you know, it plays into effect having that sixth man on the sideline and uh, giving us just a little bit of push uh, just to hopefully get over any hurdles. And then almost as if by destiny you guys draw Centennial in the semifinal round. Uh, kind of mention that because obviously you guys play them during the regular season. You guys won the first matchup, and then the second matchup never Never happened. Got rescheduled a couple times, um, but now it's it's happened. So I guess postponed is the right word. You've got that second matchup at the end of the day. It's just a win-or-go-home situation. So how exciting is that (laughs) or maybe terrifying? I don't know what the right word is, you know, that this second matchup between you guys this season is for all the marbles. Yeah, I, you know, it, I'd rather a second than a third, uh, you know, so sometimes it's hard to get that third game. Um, but for this one, I, I can't ever count Centennial out, even though we won the first game. Uh, coach Butler is an amazing coach, and uh, she always has her teams ready. I've been playing and coaching against her for a few years now, uh, so I kind of understand what she's about, and uh, I know that she's going to have those girls ready to go. So just – uh making sure that we're level you know just be balanced no roller coasters don't go with the ups or the downs because there'll be plenty during the game just stay calm stay level and just play our brand of basketball and we you know we'll we should be okay we'll see what the end result is poncho moore champagne central girls basketball coach you can catch his maroons tonight at combs gymnasium against the rival centennial chargers poncho thanks again for being part of the show and good luck to you and the girls tonight and moving forward Thank you so much. We greatly appreciate you having us. Thank Thanks again to Coach Poncho Moore for joining me. That game against Centennial will be tipping off in about 35, 40 minutes, and I'll be over there after making a short drive, and you can expect coverage in tomorrow's News Gazette from it. Hey, you're going to read about the boys' Maroons team, too, tomorrow in the print. The story uh, snuck online already <laughs> early on Friday, I do believe, but about the good work the Lacante Nexus kids yep. are doing off the court, reading to elementary kids. And uh, on Thursday, they're going to meet with Champaign police, treat them to dinner, and uh, talk shop. Yeah, it's fantastic. Good stuff to see. Uh, not surprised coming from uh, Coach Nix's program, somebody who's been embedded in the Champagne community for so long, wants to make sure his kids give back. That's great to see.
There is a champagne-based program in our latest boys basketball top 10. Mm. We'll get to which one it is shortly. Leading off our boys top 10, we'll dive into it right now, is at number 10, the Cerro Gordo Bement Broncos. They are 23-5, and and they are hosting Decatur Lutheran tomorrow night in a Lincoln Prairie Conference game. Our number 9 team is the Oakwood Comets. Oakwood is playing well in the Vermilion Valley Conference right now. Overall, 22-7. and They are going to be hosting La Salette in a non-conference game tomorrow night. Our number 8 team this week, sticking with the Vermilion Valley Conference, it's the Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin Blue Devils, who are 23-7 and on the season. They've won each of their last 11 games. Try to extend that win streak to 12 against Westville tomorrow night. Our number seven team this week, it's the team I just kind of referred to before, the Centennial Chargers. Centennial is 15-10, winners of their last three games in a row. They'll try to make it four tomorrow night when they visit Peoria, the Peoria Lions, for a Big 12 game. Congratulations to the Chargers' latest Hall of Fame class. Hope mm-hmm. you saw some of those pictures that were in Saturday's paper. Yeah, Banner Week last week, also with the uh, official naming of Coleman mm-hmm. Carradine Court, the gymnasium over there, I should say. Uh, a good week for the Chargers, to be sure. Our number six team this week, it's the Iroquois West Raiders. Iroquois West is 22-5 and on the season. They are going to be facing Cisna Park tomorrow night in a Vermilion Valley Conference game. Our number five team this week is the Prairie Central Hawks. Iroquois West actually lost to Prairie Central in a rematch last weekend, but Prairie Central currently sitting at 22-7 and on the season, going to be visiting Olympia tomorrow night for an Illini Prairie game. Our number four team this week is the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. St. Joe currently sitting at 20-8 and eight on the season. They are going to be visiting Paxton Buckley Loda tomorrow night. Our number three team this week, it's the Unity Rockets. Unity coming off a big win over St. Joe Ogden over the weekend. Unity will be taking on Monticello tomorrow night in another big game. The Rockets are 18-8. and eight. I know that was senior night, but what uh, what got into the Rockets to just uh, take them to the woodshed like that? Yeah, it was a 67-44 result against St. Joe Ogden. The Illini Prairie Conference is just really hard to nail down right now. Okay. Um, Prairie Central, St. Joe, and Unity all lost last week, but I kind of didn't really move them much in the rankings because the Illini Prairie Conference is just so good, it's kind of hard to to do anything other than leave them still. I mean, uh, Unity came off that win over St. Joe and lost to Chillicothe the next night, so uh, it's it's definitely a balanced conference, that's for sure. Uh, our number two team is not part of that conference, though. It's the Tuscola Warriors. Tuscola had a bit of a tough week last week, including that double overtime loss to Meridian, but uh, two legitimate losses to Meridian and Stewart, uh, Windsor Stewarts and Strasburg. Very good teams. They'll try to bounce back tomorrow night at Nioga. And our number one team did not have a rough week last week. It's the Monticello Sages. Monticello currently sitting at 26-3 and on the season, setting a new regular season wins record with their victory over St. Teresa on Saturday. And they will try to knock off Unity uh, tomorrow night and win an outright Illini Prairie Conference title. Hope you saw Colin's coverage of the Sages in your weekend. Extra excellent stuff, Colin. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's a... Uh, Coming down to the wire here with a lot of teams, and, uh, man, we're going to have a really good postseason on the boys' side in addition to what's already happening on the girls' side. All right, it's time for our Athlete of the Week, who will uh, join us Wednesday for the big ceremony. Absolutely. It's going to be Uni High girls basketball player Lara Marinov. Congratulations Mm. to her. She had a pair of 30-point games last week for the Illinex, who are still kicking around in the Class 1A postseason. And, uh, yeah, Lara is a big reason why they are doing so. Uni High is taking on Cerro Gordo Bement tonight in a Class 1A regional semifinal over in Cerro Gordo. Should be a big matchup, and uh, if Uni High is able to win that, she will be a big reason why. That's great. Uh, again, she will join us on Wednesday. Pick up your Friday News Gazette for her picture with the, uh, the special plaque that the UI Army ROTC pr- provides. Very neat. Absolutely. All right, Colin, where are you going to be this week? So I'll be obviously at Centennial and Central tonight for girls basketball, and then you can catch me over at State Wrestling over at State Farm Center, boys individual, on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. All right, you're taking a little basketball break. No, not at all. I'll be in the office Tuesday night (laughs) writing up a ton of results from boys basketball, a few from girls, but uh, Tuesday is largely a boys' night. All right, can't wait to read the words half Nelson out of here uh, (laughs) this weekend. Uh, That's always a neat neat weekend capped by... Saturday night's championship spotlight moment. Very cool. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Colin, for thank you, Dave. We will see you next Monday.